Here we go, time for the uh, General Knowledge Podcast, Season 3, Episode 8 for this one. Uh, I think Ethan's probably going to be joining us a little bit later, but I've got my mate Andy with us at the moment. Ando, how's it going, brother? I'm good, thanks, General. Yeah, going really, really good. Awesome. Beautiful day in sunny Brisbane today, and uh, just yeah. uh, finished a session out in the garden, and um, all fired up for tonight, so yeah, we're good. all rocking that. Should be good fun. I've, um, as I was just saying off air, we're having a bit of a chat, and I've... Uh, I'm about five beers in, and I've got a vodka sitting in front of me as well, so I'm, I'm fired up. <laughs> a bit loose tonight. <laughs> I've had a, I've been cooking a brisket. I don't know if anyone out there listeners, if you're out there listening and you like doing the old smoker, I've had the smoker going all day. I've cooked a brisket. I got up at six, put the brisket on at seven, and it's been cooking away till two thirty. Pulled it off, wrapped it up, put it in an esky, and then we went out. Like I was saying before, Ando caught up with the uh, mother-in-law because it was her birthday, and then we only got home at, an hour ago at six o'clock and um, pulled that sucker out of the esky, carved it up, and I could barely even actually get slices of the meat going because it just kept falling apart. It was that tender. Oh, far out, man! Oh, so good. It. My mouth's watering. Well, what sort of meat? What, what, what What's sort a, of meat? It's a beef beef brisket. So it's like uh, you know, okay. I'm not explain it, but yeah, but it's for that particular cut. It's like butchers pretty much refer to it as a shit cut because the meat is actually pretty tough the only way to have it is if you cook it long and slow like to so it melts in your mouth and falls apart it's sort of similar to what they cook silver side with you know um oh, silver yeah. side when they when they because they yeah they put it in the salt and brine it up and all that sort of shit um and boil it yeah yeah and that's the only way to kind of have that but oh man it was so good my mouth is still watering now it's just oh, i've got heaps of leftovers for the next for this week i'm gonna make some brisket pies tomorrow it's gonna be awesome Oh. <laughs> anyway, I interrupted you before though. You were going to finish a thought before. I think. Was... Oh, I was just, I was just saying. You know, my son's getting married in three months' time, and I was talking about loose moose for a, um, um, like for a, uh, you know, a boys get together for a bucks party for them. Mm. Yeah, cool. It'd be good to tap on there in the beginning and um, 
because it'd be pretty yeah. cheap, fairly cheap, I guess. You know, hire the place out for ourselves and you know for yourselves. Oh, something I should like say. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, something like that. We could get we could get everybody. We could get the whole Truther community in Brisbane to come along. Wouldn't that be good? <laughs> I know it'd be so good, folks. If you're listening, that that's what I did for my I had my 40th birthday. Uh, not in what was it 2019 I think it was yeah 2019 was my 40th and that's like, there was a local brewery just down the road from me and it's called the Loose Moose and that's where I had my 40th birthday because you can rent the whole place out it's not massive it's only it's, it's a fairly kind of small kind of commercial venue but um, you know it fit about 40 people there we had a band and uh, playing lots of games and a bit of dancing and good I had a, that's where I got into the smoked meats because I had one of those blokes turn up who cooked like smoked pork and beef and whatever else he had on there it was awesome uh, that was the food for the night he catered it for me so uh, but yeah so that's what Ando's thinking of doing or he suggested to his son anyway of, of doing because it's they, you know they brew their own beers it's all local local business supporting local business as we got to do at this uh, shitty time yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was it was great it was a good night wasn't it mate it was oh, it was the best it was absolutely you good. and Billy were tearing up the dance floor <laughs> <laughs> I think we did too. <laughs> oh, we had all, all the young ones scattering away. <laughs> no, it was good. Oh, Mate, so, well, but was... yeah, it was good. Those little those little craft breweries are really they're really yeah. good fun. Yeah, they are, aren't they? You know, like it's it's good that people that little places are doing that. Like it's a it's all a whole the whole place is a family run business too. Like it's. Yeah, just a little family business yeah. that it started up, so it was good to support them anyway. And that's where I used to buy all my beer from. I don't do it anymore because when the COVID bullshit came in, they had all these restrictions put on. And because uh, what I used to do was buy the empty bottles and you just go there and fill them up yourself, cap them yourself, and away you go. And you used to get two cartons of uh, beer for like, what was I paying? $70 or something like that. So it was pretty cheap. Like it was good. And it was good beer too, you know. And, um, now, when they because they have a lot of restrictions put on them, they they're like, oh, we're not allowed to, you can't bottle your own beer anymore. We have to do it for you. And then it was like, oh, we can only sell pre-done, can't like cartons and you know just, which is a bit more expensive than doing it yourself, you know. So anyway, I was like, ah, like let me know it's when all this right, shit, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, let me know when all this shit stops because I've still got wow. my empty bottles ready to go, so I can start all over again. But for the moment, they're still not allowed to do it. A eh? stupid COVID bullshit. But anyway. Uh, like it's it's I've said this in other shows too. Uh, it's the most disappointing thing, you know, like to see a lot of businesses tripping over themselves to be, you know, to join the compliance bullshit. You know, know. if everybody just like overnight said enough is enough together, then what what are they going to do? Didn't they do it in like all the restaurants and shit in uh, was it Italy? They all went no, nah, it's all band together and let's just open up again. Yeah. And there's nothing they can do with it. That was just happening this week, wasn't it? Um, it was either this week or the week after we did the last show, like the week before. Uh-huh. It was one of them, but it was very okay. recent. You're right. Yeah, it was between shows anyway. Okay, I didn't hear how that go and did it. And well, because the mainstream media didn't cover it, mate. <laughs> it was only yeah. it was only you know individual people on on online putting it up in their groups and things, putting up videos and and showing it all. Um, but yeah, that's what they did, and it went. Apparently, it went really well. Like they just went fuck you to the to their government. Where we can't like they're just they're, they're running them out of business. Like people, they're running out of money. So people are like, we need just need to band together and just open up again. Like no one's dying. They're not dying of fucking COVID bullshit. You know what I mean? So 
they were like, fuck it, let's just do it. And they did. And it worked. It's fine. Yeah, there's no issue. Yeah. And then uh, I think Bill... Yeah, yeah. Do you know that they're still operating? It's still, they haven't like, I don't, retreated? Or I'm not sure. I don't know. I haven't, haven't done a follow-up on that, um, as far as I'm aware. But um, you would imagine they would just stay open, because what are they going to do? If they're all doing it in force every day, what's the government going to do? They yeah. can't, they can't in, enforce on that many people. You know, they'll just, right. they'll just refuse to pay the fines. They'll, once the, uh, the police come and try and shut the shop, once they're gone, they'll just reopen it again. You know, like, <laughs> there's not yeah. enough manpower to do it. You know, I think even the police want to eat somewhere to eat. <laughs> you know? Well, there you go. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. And even the police will have someone in the family that runs some sort of a, like, you know, well, exactly, food yeah. type thing in, you know, in, in, in that capital city anyway. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it, it did, I, I think probably the biggest sucker punch is this job keeper, job saver, job this, you know, like all of these government handouts and stuff, which probably keeps the illusion alive, you know, yeah. because people people obviously thinking, oh, bugger it, you know, I'm, I'm getting paid anyway. I'll just keep it. I'll just do what I'm told, which, you know, as we know, just, just leads it straight down, straight down into the pit. Yeah. Um, hey, but um, countries that don't have that thing, yeah, well, yeah, it's where we need to just um, band together. But the 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 brainwashing is so strong over here. You know, people are just too afraid to do it. You know, if they do, it's only one, like one restaurant or one shop here and there will will open up. Not not all in force. You know, they too many people believe the lies. But um, I can't remember if we were recording for this. Like I said, I'm a few drinks in, so I'm a bit a bit fucking tipsy at the moment. But anyway. Um, Sky you said News. That you were recording. I am. No, I am recording, but I can't. We did talk about something, but I can't remember if we were talking about it while I was recording or before we started recording in our little pre-show chat. But Sky News are just oh. just. I just jumped on a Facebook now, and there there's an article. Um, you know, Sky News lockdown parts of WA to enter five day full lockdown at six p.m. You know, so WA is having their turn at uh, lockdowns. It was Queensland prior. We had ours, and uh, we talked about that on the last show, giving it to the, you know, I gave it to the cops, and we just went maskless and gave them the big fuck you and did our own thing. Um, you know, we covered that in the last show, but now it's WA's turn, mate. WA, because apparently one of the security guards in the hotel quarantines tested positive, so... Whole state, oh. the biggest state in the country, has to lock down for five days. What a <laughs> fucking joke! Oh. Isn't that it, unbelievable? I, I mean, you know, it is such a huge, you know, huge chunk of land. What about all the know, people like out in the bush, the out west somewhere? Like, yeah, as if, yeah. as if they're going to give a fuck. They won't give a stuff. Lock us down. Yeah. Yeah, come out and get us, mate. Like, there's that much fucking... It's, you know, it's all desert, <laughs> pretty much. You only live well, around the coast. That's right. Yeah. But anyway, remember how it does, last... It shuts down airports. It shuts down, that's you, just, you know, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of the mining and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah, and their fines are bigger than, than... You know, they were threatening them with, like... What was it? Like, $50,000 fines for not wearing a mask and all that sort of stuff. Like, they were threatening them even more money than they were in... You know, in Queensland and stuff. So I don't know what they're like there with their restrictions um, and their exemptions. You know how we had the you know, the medical exemption, which we exploited, which was awesome. Um, but I don't know if they've got that. I'm sh- surely they would have to have something similar because one of our uh, one of our followers, Ray, good old Ray Stick, good on you, Ray. Thanks for listening, Ray. He messaged me earlier and he's like, 
I'm no mask hole, <laughs> yeah, because I call them mask holes. Um, and he, I'll just read you what he said. He, um, let me bring it up here because he sent me the link about you know Perth Metro and all that sort of stuff. And you know, he he was actually going to go to Perth um, with his daughter to go to a hospital um, just for like for some appointments or something rather. And he goes, "I'm not going now, obviously because of the whole mask wearing bullshit." And he goes, "I ain't no mask hole." <laughs> so they're good on you, Ray. <laughs> Well done, mate. Um, oh, wow. But do you remember on the last episode, Andy, here we were talking about, and I mentioned how um, the social media reactions, sorry, particularly Facebook, the reactions, how people are just laughing at the mainstream media now, right? Yeah. I remember, yeah, yeah. So remember I mentioned that. Well, I just had a look. That very same Sky News Australia article I just pointed, I just mentioned, and I'll put a link in the show notes for people. Um Mate, I just had a quick look because I did the little laughing emoji as well just to laugh at the bullshit. And I said to people, when you can click on it and find out how many people are reacting in what way. So there's over 1,500 reactions to that story, right? Like, that's that's a lot, right? It's had 1.9 thousand comments and 156 shares. But the reactions, right? Here we go. <laughs> this is what I was talking about. 840 of those... 1500 reactions so you know well over half are, are people laughing at the story <laughs> you know what i mean like and the next slot yeah. is is the angry one of you know just the angry face which is about 374 so only like 100 or 93 people actually like it you know only like literally four people loved it one did a little heart emoji one 44 are crying 95 of the wow but i just thought it was funny like people are just laughing at these fucking morons in, these, in the mainstream media you know what I mean? Like this, because people are like, you know, like I said, they know the emperor is not wearing any clothes. They can see it. They're looking through all this bullshit. They're just laughing at their faces. I love it. Well, I wonder if wonder if they're going to be driving around in their cars, like on their own with the masks and oh, marching, saw... marching through the shopping center with their masks, like like what was happening in Brisbane a couple of weeks ago. Mate, I tell you what, like, no no disrespect, <sighs> no disrespect to the to the Chinese. Australian Chinese community, like there's some lovely people, and I've you know I've had Chinese friends in the, in the past and stuff, known plenty of them. You know they're, they're good people and stuff, right? But what the fuck is it with them clinging on to the mask wearing? I drove, we literally pulled up at a set of lights this afternoon when we were going to my sister-in-law's place, and husband and wife in the car next to us, both wearing a mask, and no one else in the car, just them, oh. and they're wearing masks today, like this afternoon today. Oh gosh! Yeah. Like, come on, man! Like, you, is, there is no restrictions. There is no need for mask wearing. Yet they still persist on doing it. I don't get it. And they were the cloth ones too, so they obviously keep them with them the whole fucking day. You know what I mean? They probably wear that, yeah, yeah. that thing on their face the whole day. You know what I mean? That cloth mask. Like it's bad enough wearing the yeah. surgical mask, but you're wearing a cloth mask that you're wearing a wet fucking nappy on your face the whole day. What is wrong with these people? I don't get it. Most, I, I don't know of any other, I mean, no, I, I'll stand corrected. There was an Indian person I saw a couple of days ago when I was on the way to work and stuff. They were wearing a mask. But I have not seen, I haven't seen any other white people wearing masks. Uh, again, I don't mean to be like racist or stereotypical, but what is it with the Asian community? Why are they, why are they hell bent on wearing a face mask, man? I, I think um, uh, our friend that's in Japan that we had on a podcast show a few months ago, his name eludes me at the moment, but you know, not James um, he Corbett. Wrote a book. Yeah, Corbett. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, thank you. Oh no, 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 um, no, no, not James Corbett. You mean the um, the author? Um, 
when we yeah. did it on the on the bonus show. Um, Vindal Vanderkoff, that guy. Well, yes. Name, well, yes, 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 yes. T- Tim was his real name, Tim McHugh, but he goes by Vindal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he, because I said the same thing, like, and he said, look, he says, this culture here in Japan is very, they're all very mask-wearing culture type people. So, you know, any excuse, like when the COVID, they, they slap those things on quicker than you could fart. So... There you go, mm. you know, and the Chinese—they're the same. So it's an it, look. It, it is an Asian thing. It is. It, it really. I don't understand though how that has literally become a cultural thing. Like, you're not in Asia. You're not in. You're not in Japan. You're not in China. You're here in a country, in a free country where you can pretty much do what you want. You don't have the communist regime, you know, telling you that you've got to do this stuff. I mean, to the point we almost we almost do, I guess, in a sense. But I mean. You're not going to get shot. You're not going to get jailed if you don't do it. They'll send you know you'll get a, a, a fine, which literally means nothing, and you can just ignore it and challenge, you know, pretend to challenge it in court, which then they'll just throw it out, like they did with you know nineteen thousand of them, I think, in Victoria. Um, but yeah, I just don't get it. Like it, you're not there. You're here in Australia, where no one else around you is wearing a mask. No one else is dying. No one else is getting sick, especially up here in Brisbane for crying out loud. And they still do it. I don't get it, man. And by the way, folks, um, think- the show that Andy was alluding to, if you all want to jump on the Patreon, uh, November 11th, we did that one. We interviewed uh, an author of a fantastic book, and uh, he came on the show, and yeah, he was talking about that. He's an Aussie who lives in Japan, and he wrote a great book, but um, that's purely for our Patreon supporters only. So I do urge everyone to jump online and join up with our Patreon account. Um, we've got nine episodes there now. I put up a, another one. Andy, I'll send it to you, but I did another show with... Um, What's his name? What's his name? It's just eluding me right now. I'll bring it up. Uh, Oscar. Oscar Zim. Uh, and we did part two of the Port Arthur Massacre. And we've still got a part three left to go. So, yeah, it's awesome, man. I'll send you those links as well. But yeah, I, I urge everyone to jump online and uh, support those ones and have a listen. You you'll, you won't regret it. It's some really cool bonus material just for the people who want to support what we do. Anyway, um, yeah, back to what we're saying, though. That they're, they're, Yeah, like they're, they're not in those countries, man. They're here in Australia where they can not have to wear these things but they just they choose to do it people are choosing to still wear the masks when they don't have to like is is the brainwashing that ingrained is it that is it that deep well it really is and i think i think new immigrants especially are very government compliant too well yeah i get that you're right i I get that these people this this couple for sure was you know they just look they were definitely locals for sure you know like they had the typical Toyota Camry that they drive around in not that I'm disparaging that because I've got one but a lot of Asians love the old Toyota Camry um, and uh, yeah they were an old couple like they didn't look fresh off the boat or anything they're just driving around in in cloth masks man uh, anyway yeah, does my head in brother yeah. I can't I just can't work it out well yeah you just I think we just have to look look beyond that culture and, and that's what they're going to do and you know we have to we have to probably think about our own tribe and our own people really moving forward. Yeah, good point, man. You know, you know um, our own awakened groups and stuff like that too. Yeah. You know, and uh, make sure everyone's uh, looked after and everyone's safe and everyone, um, you know, uh, isn't being bullied by authorities and uh, especially with schools and things like that. And rally, rally to support them when when needed. Yeah, moving forward. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you uh, mentioned that actually, man. Yeah, that's a really good point you raised because that's 
that's the only way out of it, I guess, for us is to just join together, band together, stick together, you know, support each other. Uh, even if it's just a, starting off, folks, if you listen to this and you're not in these groups, you know, jump on, you know, Facebook, follow the, all the key groups. Um, hell, I mean, Andy and I and a few other key people, we're also on, um, we, you know, we use Telegram a lot now. So uh, we share a lot of key information with each other on Telegram. So if you are on there and you want to look me up and follow me or say good day, let me just grab my... Uh, how dead is Facebook these days? I don't know. I'm uh, General underscore Maddox, so that's my what I, of course, the pseudonym I write under, and of you know, General Knowledge, General Maddox. That's what I go under. So, at General underscore Maddox, that's what you can look me up on on uh, uh, Telegram if you're on there. Um, that's the best way to try and reach me and say good day, um, just like Ray did earlier. But yeah, we share. We're in a good group there. So if uh, you know, if you're one of the people who really follows what we do and you want to contribute or share some good stuff, then I might have to add you to our little key group. We've only got about, what, how many is in that group now? Like 15, 16 people, something like that? There's not many, eh? Like it's... Many? Um, I thought it was over 20. Oh, yeah, yeah, you could be right. Let me just... I'll bring it up here. Yeah. Uh, 20. Um, exactly 20, actually. You're right. Um, right and for those... No, um, for everyone listening as well, again, on the Patreon shows, um, Andy and I, we were interviewing claire um on bonus show number eight so claire's a nutrition expert and she she's in our group she's in our little chat group and she came on the patreon show as well to share her her knowledge and talks in depth about the pcr and what's involved the technicality she really laid it all out for us hey mate that was a really good i I got so much out of that because she was so knowledgeable on the subject um so if anyone's really keen on wanting to get the nitty-gritty and and learn more about that stuff and uh, what we can do to, to help ourselves. I'd really encourage everyone to jump on the Patreon and um, yeah, and you, you, you'll that's episode bonus show number eight. So anyway, get on get on board, guys. You're missing out on a whole bunch of stuff over there. This is our, of course, the regular podcast, which we'll we'll keep on doing and we'll still keep free for everyone and we'll still talk about uh, key subjects and cover lots of info as we always do. Uh, but there is, uh, like I said, um, you know, doing this. Of course, uh, it takes a lot of time. We pro- I produce it all, you know. I get Andy on for a good chat. Andy's a good mate. Ethan comes on for a good chat when he can. You know, Ethan's doing his own thing as well. But um, you know, I'm trying to use this as uh, as a way to kind of keep the operation moving forward, listeners. And uh, I need you guys to help me do it. So if you see any value in any of this that we do, you can give back a little bit. Um, like I think it's a minimum of like fucking five bucks a month. Like seriously, it's fuck all. To, to help contribute towards what we're doing here. Um, and thanks to all the guys who, who do. There's not a lot of yous, but I really do appreciate the help that um, a lot of people are out there doing. Uh, and Endo, you're a good bloke, man. You always come on. You're always pretty much always available to come on for a chat, man. I love it. And it's so good to bounce off you. Yeah? Because I don't, I don't... I mean, you only live, what? What are you, 15 minutes, 20 minutes max from me? But it's not like I get to see yeah. you all the time. Like, And you're a busy guy, too. You've got businesses on the go you're flying airplanes now like you're a fucking champion man <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 I'm but you still get your finger on the pulse too <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to get out of the i'm trying to get out of dodge man <laughs> well I'll tell you what when we need to uh hijack a c-130 hercules and we all jump on board to get out of here you'll be flying it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i'm sure i could fly that thing no problems no 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 worries at all <laughs> if I can do it on the flight sim, I can do it for real, right? Yeah, we just need somewhere to land. Where are we going to land? Where do we go? You know, oh, that's the I question. Know. I think we just go north. No, no, we just go straight into the bush, into New Guinea. We start our own country. 
Yeah, nice. All right. Yeah, you you've locals got your finger in the there. pulse with the locals. Yeah, you're uh, you're in. Yeah, 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 I'll get it sorted out. You got the know. pipeline. As long going as we there. make yeah. make beer, we'll be fine. <laughs> bring bring brewing kits. Gotcha. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> brewing kits tick. Yeah. Oh, uh, mate, there was um, something I put up on Facebook. I wanted to to chat about as well. Let me just bring it up here. Uh... Oh, There's yeah. something left that hasn't been censored or taken down. You mean <laughs> uh, this is incredible? Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is newsworthy on its own. <laughs> exactly. Uh... Quickly, quickly, open it up before it gets like deleted or something. I feel like I'm going too far back. I know one of the things I, well, I'm trying to. I've been highlighting this, you know mask stupidity rules within Australia, within our own borders. Well, not in Queensland, I mean, but in Australia as a whole. And um, someone posted a picture, which I shared on Real News Australia Facebook page. And I'll read the sign. You, I'm, I know you've seen it because I'm pretty sure you shared it as well, but let's just talk about this for the listeners in case they missed it. Um, so my post reads, anyone caught wearing a mask in this pool needs to be first in line for the vaccine. If you're dumb enough to obey this sign, then you're dumb enough to get the COVID shot. The sign reads, Children's pool supervised 11am to 6pm. Help us all keep COVID safe. Patron numbers are limited due to COVID-19 restrictions. People aged 12 years and over must wear a face mask, even when in the pool. That was incredible. Oh wasn't my it? god, that is in Geelong. So that's in Victoria, in an area of Geelong where they have a public pool there. So they're literally telling people to wear a face mask in the pool. Wow, what a way to drown someone. How ridiculous yeah, is that? It's dang you're right. That's dangerous. That's more dangerous than fucking some fake disease. Yeah. Oh, it angered me. I was so annoyed by that man. I could not believe that. Yeah. They're so irresponsible to put shit like that up. Like, really, really. Could could we? Can we legally like ring up the pool and sort of and sort of quiz that and record the conversation to maybe play on the show? Oh, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you love to do that? That'd be good. And just yeah, be like, just to double check, are you still requiring people to wear masks in the pool? Yeah. What's your plan when someone starts drowning with a mask on their face? Yeah. Yeah, because you, you, you know what I mean. That's that's rescue. what I don't know if anyone's familiar with it, and maybe I don't know if you've ever seen it too. If you've ever looked up how to waterboard someone or what waterboarding actually is, so if someone they basically lie, uh, you, well, you don't yeah. even have to lie. Yeah, it's a method of of uh, torture or enhanced interrogation, as they call it now, Andy. Um, yeah. So what they do, the, the most effective way is they have them in a stool or in a seat, and then they just you know, because then you're strapped to your chair so you can't move. They put you flat on your back, put a towel over your face, and then they pour water over your face. So obviously the towel gets saturated and you, you know, you can't breathe because the, the, obviously the towel is that saturated. You end up sucking in water and breathing in water through your nose and mouth and blah, blah, blah. You know, so you're just pouring water over someone's face constantly, in a sense, drowning them while they're sort of not underwater in a sense, you know. Um, yeah. So you can imagine that you've got a wet mask you know, if someone splashes you by accident, your mask starts to get wet, you know, like, like that's so dangerous. You've got a wet mask on your face. And people are even saying they've highlighted the fact that once this thing is even damp, it's ineffective. 
So let alone all these morons that wear it for eight hours or more a day. I mean, you only have to wear it more than 20 to 30 minutes and it becomes unsafe for you. I mean, literally it's unsafe for you from the moment you put it on because you're limiting your oxygen and you're rebreathing your own air and stuff. To a degree, you can put up with that for a certain amount of time. But where it becomes unsafe is, you know, after 20 to 30 minutes, that, that thing is, you know, you're, you're literally taking minutes off your own life by keeping that thing on your face any longer. And that's what people are doing. And that's what they're requiring people to do. I mean, I'm so glad I never did it, you never did it, and that we know a lot of folks who refuse to do it. Good on you out there listening for not doing it because we're showing the rest of the country, hey, you know what, you don't have to wear these things. Um, but this is the other thing I wanted to mention, mate. <laughs> So, I think it was Andy Fauci, Andy, Anthony Fauci, Tony Fauci in the US. He's up on the news then saying, you know, don't just wear, so they, they, you know, they all have these designer masks and the, you know, the cloth ones that are with different patterns and face, you know, all that sort of stuff on them. But then now they're actually saying, wear your surgical mask and then wear it. So double mask, wear another mask over the top. And they're saying, oh, it's become 75% efficient if you wear double mask. And then it says triple mask. Efficiency, 90% if you triple mask. Oh my fucking God. Like seriously. Oh. And oh, they're serious. That's, the, that's thing. the thing. You're right. These people are dead serious. Ethan, Ethan's yeah. just joined the conversation. Ethan, I hope you have got triple mask on, mate, because I'm I feel safer if you've triple masked up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did see that pop up. Is this the the double quadruple <laughs> quadrillion times mask? It's <laughs> I, I, it's <sighs> it's it's like a big comedy skit, mate. It, it, honestly, it, you're right. If we were if we rolled the clock back twenty years, or maybe even a little bit longer, if you cast your mind back to that sketch show that we used to have, Fast Forward or Full Frontal here in Australia, it was one of the best sketch comedy shows. That would be one of the skits they would do. You're right, man. It'd be, yeah, here, you're safer with two masks on. And then someone else would come along, yeah, where's three masks? And, you know, I, when I said it, I said, you know what's safer than three masks? Four masks. And then you're like, the next line, you know what's safer than four masks? Five masks. You know, like it just goes on and on. Like, come on, people. Why? How are people believing this? I don't get it, man. Like, we're just, I'm just, I was just saying, Andy, thanks for joining the conversation too, brother. It's good to have you on, Etho. Um, I've had a few beers and I'm on a vodka right now, so I'm fired up, man. And I'm just letting loose. <laughs> and I'm just fucking just, loose l- yeah, loose, loose, loose moose. And uh, moose. yeah, man, we just moose is in the house. Just basically letting fly in all the stupidity, man. I just I've had enough. I'm just over it. I've been sharing all these, um, all these things, and I sh- uh, the one you just missed out on was where I talked about the the pool in um, in Geelong, Ethan. That had you know people aged twelve years and over must wear a face mask when they're in the pool. Like, come on, yeah. like really, yeah. Like they're, they're asking for trouble. Like what's say say someone had that on their face and they died. What's the insurance issue then? Hey, like do they go? Oh well, the government said we had to do it, so then they they don't get a payout. Or there'd be some sort of stupid loophole where the the moron family yeah. that obeyed the fucking rule, you know, gets then they left in the lurch. COVID. They do- <laughs> yeah, they yeah, it'll COVID be COVID right. on the on the fucking death certificate. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, uh, no one's at fault. It's all good. Nothing to see here. Oh, man. It, it, it's, it sounds lunacy, but that's probably what would happen. 
Yep. It's a crazy world that we live. Oh mate, so what's happening uh, on your end, Etho? Like you've um, you've only just joined uh, the conversation, but I know you've been pumping out a few articles. And hey, I'll <laughs> not to to disparage you or anything, but I've got some, uh, a guest on um, on the bonus show on Wednesday night. He's one of our uh, followers and supporters. I'm sure you've probably seen him uh, on your comment threads as well, James Pierce. Uh, he runs an ISP, so. I threw that article at him. I said, mate, what do you make of this? And he gave me his comments and stuff. And I said, mate, well, do you want to come on and have a chat about it? So, um, yeah, he's going to go a bit more of an in-depth conversation with regards to ISPs in Australia and all that sort of stuff. So it's going to be a good conversation, man. Awesome. I mean, mm. Yeah, I, I, can, I, I can see you have not got your microphone replaced yet. Yeah, because it sounds like you're about a mile away from your, your um, actual microphone right now. It's like you're on the other side of the room or something. Just try it one more time for me. Good times. I'm sure it'll kick in eventually. Yeah, I can, well, we can hear you. It's just a bit fainter than it usually is. So, anyway, it's all good, man. Um, but yeah, so that'll be a good one. I don't know if you're if you're if you're keen to come on for a chat as well and join the discussion and, and hear what he has to say. By all means, feel free to join us, man, on Wednesday night from uh, seven o'clock. We're going to do that one. That'll be again strictly for the um, Patreon only bonus content shows. So if you want to get involved in that conversation and hear what we've got to say, then make sure you subscribe over there. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes for everyone. But yeah, um, yeah, like I said, Ethan, the open invitation as always to you, man. If you want to join in that in that conversation. That. I thought you, um, yeah, I thought you might, yeah, we, we might uh, get a bit out of that one anyway. And the article, like I'm referring to, um, let me just bring it up here. Oh, I haven't even got the tab loaded, so give me one second, I'll bring it up for all you listeners out there. Make sure you head over to tottnews.com. As I say every show, please go and support Ethan and join up over there as a member. Clearly, clearly, he needs your help. He still hasn't got a microphone that works, so go and throw him some fucking money so he can get himself a microphone. Um, where is it? Here we go. What your, This is the article we're going to talk about on the bonus show. What your ISP knows and how to stop it tracking you. So I had a good read of that. It was a good article too. It was interesting to know um, some key information there and some steps you can, you can take to, uh, I guess, limit your exposure online and the things that can be seen about you and all that sort of stuff. So... Yeah, it'll be good to go over that a bit more in depth. We're going to talk about things like um, the Five Eyes Network and Echelon and the internet spying and you know just just more. I guess even more things we can do, Ethan, to uh, to kind of mitigate all of that stuff and uh, give them as little as possible, really. Um, and also Pete Pete Veritas or Pete Shearer, I think his name is. He's going to jump on as well in that conversation for a chat too, just to lend his thoughts and, and have a have a join because Pete's one of our supporters so um, I thought I'd throw the invitation out there to Pete to come on so he's going to join in as well so it should be good um, yes what else have you got on there I haven't seen this this one as yet um, you've got that medical hoax one that was only up today oh no yesterday that went up I didn't actually check out that one yet um, oh and you got Janice Barcelo did she come on your um, member circle uh, yep, so latest latest guest on the Member Circle podcast, Janice Barcelo. Awesome. Pretty deep conversation. Yeah, Janice so, is great, isn't she? 
oh yeah she her her books changed my life you know yeah so it was like everything come full circle it was fantastic to have her on have a chat about you know the real fundamental elements of of what makes humans the way that they are today you know when we talk about why people put multiple masks on and all this type of stuff it all relates back to birth trauma and medical violence that's happening against you know almost each and every single one of us it's happened to mm. um and most people don't realize the long-lasting subconscious effects that it has you know not just on the mothers but on infants it's a really really deep rabbit hole you know and it's um it really caused me to really reevaluate my framework her work especially on you know birth trauma and ultrasounds and stuff like this so to have her on was you know it was awesome it was like everything came full circle um you know just to have her on and share her thoughts about some of my thoughts about the epilon agenda and what's happening so yeah definitely a, a great conversation yeah that's awesome man good um good pick up there yeah she's all, she's a fantastic lady to listen to i think the first time i listened to her was on i reckon adam's podcast actually on the Cres files i'm pretty sure She's had, uh, he's had um, Janice Barcello on a couple of times uh, over there at the Cresfolds over the last couple of years. So, I mean, not not recently, not that I know of anyway. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, yeah. if you're listening. But um, yeah, so, and yeah, I, I remember hearing that similar um, topic, the, the birth trauma and all that sort of stuff and the long-lasting implications that it has on people's and their psyches and all. Yeah, fascinating stuff. Like, it really does, you're right, it kind of opens your mind and it, it fills in the holes and the gaps and things in in our um in our I guess our explanation of of certain things because instead of just sort of dismissing them and say oh it's just that's just the way they are it's just why are they that way you know why is a person this particular way why do we act like that and yeah I, I think she does yep. a good job at filling in those holes man you're right yeah for sure it's it's definitely a deep and and you know a cold rabbit hole it can get to but you know I tried to design this membership journey is a way that we can sort of discover it you know in the right way and not just sort of be hit by the information you know i tried to include a lot in that membership piece about you know a lot of movements that are happening and a lot of great support services that you can access and parenting programs and all that type of stuff so i also really wanted to highlight things that we can do to try stop that as well mm. um you know not just not just sort of talk about it i wanted to know you know what she's doing and she's got parenting programs and everything now so you know it was a good avenue to see well what can we do if, if humans are being assaulted you know prior to the womb in the womb during delivery and you know we really don't stand a chance what can we do to combat that you know what services are available to disconnect ourselves from hospitals which really are you know they're as she says they're just places of sorcery she says they're satanic institutions of sorcery mm. which i tend to agree with so you know i i think it's I, and i think it's even more relevant than ever you know we look around this medical tyranny mate is taking over the world everyone trusting doctors and yeah. all this type of stuff and it's like you know <laughs> look what they're doing to human beings and you trust these people yeah. you know it's 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 maybe it maybe in my thoughts it's like maybe we need to go deep deep down the rabbit hole for people to really realize and wake up and say well hang on a second maybe i shouldn't trust these people you know so, did you did you touch was, on the whole um like as soon as you know the the infant is is out of the mother's womb it's taken away 
injected with vaccines and all that sort of stuff you just mentioned. Did she talk about that at all? Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we talked um, a lot about the aftermath, you know, for the mothers and babies that do somehow make it miraculously through the medical birthing process, you know, with you know, with induction, with harmful pharmaceuticals, which cause, you know, contraptions um, at a unnatural rate mm. and all this type of stuff mm. and oxygen, starvation of the fetus and stuff. Once the baby comes out, you know, we've got umbilical cord clamping, you know, the ritualistic nature of just holding the child up in the light and, you know, spraying it with chemicals. And she talked a lot about, you know, the disconnect of the mother infant bonding that is really needed in those mm. um, first few moments and they just yank you away and I will, you know, clamp um, the umbilical cord. It's, yeah, it's it's a fascinating um, thing to explore for sure. I, I will offer this though from my personal experience, even back when I had my daughter and my son, you know, 14 and 12 years ago now, um, yeah. they did, as soon as the bubble was out, it wasn't, uh, it was basically just here, mum. Here's the bub, and they, they just put my daughter and my son at, at each at each of a different birth, of course, um, onto my wife. Like here, here's your bub. Hold your bub. You know, like straight in her arms. So there was a good connection straight away. It wasn't here, dad. Quickly snip this so we can then take the child out of the room. That that didn't happen. It was here's bub, and then yeah. it was like. Um, but the next step definitely was though. We've here we've clamped the cord. Here, dad, cut this. You know, and so much is going on. So much, you're so emotional. You just kind of just do it, you know, and yeah, you cut the cord, yep. which is very rubbery for anyone interested in knowing. I'm sure that many people out there know what I'm talking about, but it's quite difficult to get through. Um, and then, yeah, um, Bub just stays with mum. Basically, they might wrap her, wrap the child up eventually, um, but it stays with mum quite a while before they take it away. It's the, a doctor does tend to come in a little bit later on, and then they. They do then take it away after a, a short, or oh, well, maybe half hour to an hour, depends on what else is going on, um, and how mum's recovering and all that sort of stuff. But then they do the heel prick, take the blood. You know, we've talked about that before in previous episodes. You know how they're yeah, storing yeah. all our DNA and um, keeping track of everything, of course. And then obviously when they're doing those heel prick tests and things, you know, I'm pretty sure that's when they do the the vaccinations and stuff as well. But yeah, there was uh, so in America it might be a little bit different because I'm pretty sure Janice is from the US. Um, so yeah. there, there definitely is that connection. It is straight out of mum here, mum whole bub, you know, and it's got that skin on skin, you know, and the the mother is the first thing the baby's basically seeing after it's pulled out of the you know out of the birth canal and stuff. So that to an extent, you know, it, at least that's good that we do have that instant bond with the parent. But you're right, there is of course that point where the child's taken away and. <sighs> yeah, yeah, no, medical that's tyranny good. steps that's good in. <laughs> for sure, mate. No, that's good you got that experience. You know, you're one of the rare ones. Mm. Um, one of the things I love about her book is, you know, the amount of stories that you have in there. And I, I tried a lot, as I said, to highlight, especially some Australian groups. Um, you know, we've got um, She Births down in Sydney, which is a birth trauma organisation which helps mothers um, here in Australia and whatnot. Um, you know, there's a lot of midwife services and stuff now just because of just how bad things have gotten, you know, over the last few decades or so to the point where, you know, almost every single element is completely hijacked, which is it's disappointing, you know, mm. um, and it, it's good. It's good that you got that small element. But as you said, mate, you've, you've still got that impending tyranny yeah. that awaits you. You yeah. know what I mean? You've still got the medical birthing process and 
the harms of you know cutting the umbilical cord and all this type of stuff. So and you know, you know and again, you said about um, you know pricking and DNAs. She talked a lot about you know where does the placenta go? Where does the blood from the baby go? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know that that leads down some dark avenues as well. And it just seems like it's just a big system, mate. It's not designed to help create life in the most organic, natural way possible. It's made, meant to make it as traumatic and as violent and as clinical possible. And yeah, yeah um, you know. And I was going to say, um, with regards to like, I think they really do play on in, uh, expecting mothers fears. They really that's what they that's the angle that the medical system goes down. You know, oh, you've got to come to hospital. You've got to do this. You know, oh, you know, it's a bad idea. They, they, you know, really convince expecting mothers to not, you know, not do a home birth, not do, you know, you know, I, I, I've looked into that sort of stuff too. And I, you know, there's a lot of people who will have midwives at home and, and doulas, like, you know, those people to come and like birthing coaches and you can do it all at home in your own safe environment and, you know, yeah. All that sort of stuff, and I'll you know you don't need all these fancy doctors around to come and inject them and all that sort of stuff. You're like there there are other ways to do it, you know what I mean? Like it's not just oh, I'm having a baby. Oh, I, my doctor says I've got to come to hospital, and, and that's just the path you go down because they tell you, you know, if you don't do it, the baby could die. The baby could die. You know, if the, you got a higher chance of the baby dying, they they're always saying this sort of stuff, man. Like it's crazy. They really do mm, play yeah. on those fears and convince expecting mothers to uh, to come to the hospital and go through the system. It's full on. Yeah, you're absolutely right, mate. That's a, a huge part of it, you know, and, and it really demonstrates where the um, almost the belief system in people's minds sit, you know, this mm. authority figure, the medical system. You really see it during times like that because, you know, I've spoken to a lot of people and even though, you know, it's home births are, are much more efficient these days and as you said, there's doulas and midwife services and people know now that, you know, birthing is only really painful and stressful because you've got so many synthetic drugs in you in the hospital. When you watch a lot of home births, it's not as crazy as that. Most of the time, it just comes out. But a lot of people are like, mm. oh, but what if things go wrong? What if I need yeah. technology oh, yeah, to yeah. save me? You're too far away from a doctor in a, in a hospital and, you know, yeah, exactly. that's the fear. They just that, show that's you on the where fear. it comes in. Hundred yeah. percent. So people just have to like they they won't take that step to disconnect entirely from the medical system and say, well, hang on a minute, you know, it's only really um, technological driven societies that uh, are doing births this way. You know, like we and like other countries do things way different, and the large majority of the world doesn't do this. Yeah. You know, and you see other countries where you know I've spoken to a lot of um, women about home births and stuff and they're like oh but we can't do what those girls do overseas and just you know it looks like they just bend down and plop them out it's like but no that's that is the normal birthing process it only is as crazy as it is because you see it in movies you see it on television you Mm -hmm. see it everywhere this is this is what home birth is you know i i walked past a tv after speaking um with janice barcello and who would have known there was an episode of Friends on where she was having a baby in a hospital. Mm. People are programmed that this is the only way and that this is the safe way when really, mate, you know, there's more malpractice, there's more harm, there's more death caused by that process than any other way. Yeah. But yeah. you're right. It's that fear. It's that fear. We can't 
we can't um, disconnect from our, our medical lords. We can't disconnect from science. Science protects us. If we go against that, then, you know, we're hopeless. Yeah. So and it's a really strong thing to try and break. I would have... Um, I'll do a shout-out to my mate Mark, who's one of our supporters, and he follows the show as well. He loves when I give him a shout-out. G'day, Mark. But his Mrs. Um, his Mrs. Cara, she... Well, she's not anymore, but she was a midwife. She did all the she studied it you know she's she was a qualified midwife she was she's delivered babies and all that sort of stuff you know so we got to talk to her about it and all the things that happened and all that sort of stuff but yeah it would have been um yeah it would have been handy to at least if you had some questions i could have thrown them her way and got some answers for you but you, know, you didn't know that she was a midwife and i hadn't spoken to you about it but of course but yeah i just found that interesting it's quite quite funny that um i actually know someone who's done it and delivered children and you know done gone through the system but uh from everything i hear it's it's like the midwives are fantastic um with you know um mothers and giving birth and all that sort of stuff it's it's actually the it's the doctors and the hospital and you know that's where the problem kind of starts like these women who help Mm. women give birth are fantastic like they're they know what they're doing. They, you know, they help the mothers go through everything, you know, calm and, you know, they've got all the information. They know everything about it, you know, um, and they're really good. Yeah. Like they make the mum feel so comfortable and and calm and, you know, talk her through it because they've got all the knowledge. And they've done it that many times. They know all about it. But you're right. It's, it's, it's kind of after it passes through their hands, so to speak, then when it gets given to the, you know, t- to the system, it gives it, you know, the hospital has them and, uh, bang! Yeah. It goes downhill from there. I think not. I guess. Well, I can't say it always does, but you know, there's probably a, a definitely a large percentage of uh, of things going wrong, which you've uh, which you no doubt mentioned in that article. Uh, sorry, with uh, that interview. So once again, head over to tottnews.com. That was put up on. Uh, oh shit! That was today. Uh, it's one of the members circle um, interviews that he's done. So you've got to. Make sure you um, join up and register over there so you can listen to that awesome interview there with Janice Barcelo. Um, mate, switching gears a little bit, and um, I'm sure, surely you guys have heard this, Ando, um, bring yourself off mute because I might throw to you first, but have you heard the news? Um, CBD, cannabidiol, also known as CBD, um, to be available over the counter in pharmacies as of tomorrow, as of the 1st of February. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, actually. and it's yeah, I it's saw that um, it's the it's the oil like it's not um, synthetic. It is literally cannabidiol from those from the from the cannabis plant. Um, so yeah, you can actually get with, and it's not you don't need a prescription. It's um, no prescription needed for the product as well. Um, uh, the first thing I thought of yeah. is that it must be the synthetic version. No, it's it's not apparently. That's okay. Yeah, hmm. so. I'm actually, yeah, I'm seeing, I'm personally, um, until I actually have the product in my hand and actually have a good look at it, but um, yeah, as far as I can see, everything about it, this this is actually probably some good news for Australia, for, you know, the TGA has actually approved this. CBD is now, because it doesn't contain THC, so it's not going to get you high, that was obviously, that's always their big worry. Um, Needless to say, they mm-hmm. will prescribe you, you know, drugs that will get you high, as in like painkillers and shit. But anyway, um, yeah. So they're saying that obviously, you know, other people who obviously in the alternative community and stuff know about CBD and all that sort of stuff and what it can do for you. But um, yeah, has obviously has got a, a whole host of, of benefits to go along with it. But I'll just um, 
I'll just read this uh, for you folks. And I'll put a link in the show notes as well. Uh, so a chemical compound extracted from cannabis used to treat a number of health issues, including pain and insomnia, can be bought over the counter for the first time in Australia from Monday. Cannabidiol, commonly known as CBD, will be available in pharmacies from February 1st after the Therapeutic Goods Administration, TGA, approved its sale last month. It will be available only to adults in doses of no more than 150 milligrams per day. But no prescription is needed for the product, which will mostly come in the form of an oil. The TGA noted CBD is, and I quote, rarely associated with severe adverse events and that non-serious adverse events appear significantly lessened at lower dosages, according to studies. So low-dose CBD can reduce a plethora of issues. Clinical research has shown that low-dose CBD can reduce issues such as anxiety, insomnia, post-traumatic stress disorder, and chronic refractory pain, Cannabis Doctors Australia said in a statement on Friday. With its wide therapeutic window, low-dose CBD has been shown to have benefits in both pediatric and adult patients. Most CBD that will be available over the counter will be taken orally, the group said. It is recommended users eat something with fat when taking it, as CBD is lipophilic, meaning it has an affinity for fat and can be very helpful to eat something uh, with fat in it when administering the CBD so your body absorbs it at a higher rate, ultimately making it more effective, said the Cannabis Doctors Australia. Uh, The group said side effects can include nausea, dry mouth, and diarrhea. And again, they quote, these side effects are possible, not probable, and usually self-resolve once your body has actually gotten used to taking the CBD product, the group said. This is why it is recommended taking CBD oil with food. And that's the end of the article there. So, guys, I'm actually seeing this as a bit of a plus. Like that, That's some finally some, some actual good news. Uh, Ando, what's your thoughts on this one, mate, before we um, throw to Ethan? Um. Yeah, look, it is absolutely fantastic. Uh, look, I'm I'm always very, very sceptical about, like you know, the very first news article that comes out. So we'll we'll have to we'll have to get some more information. Yes, but, agreed. Um, you know, we'll we'll have to verify different sources and everything like that to sort of gather it all up. But um, but it's a it's a really good step in the right direction. You're right. Mm. Um, and you know, like there there is. You know the world's the the world's pretty effed up at the moment, like like you know, like we all know. But like there is some good things that seems that like that seems to be coming through. Um, we oddly, you know, so, yeah. and things like this are just you know just amazing. So um, maybe it's part of the awakening process or whatever. But uh, you know, it, it never ceases to like amaze me what goes on. Um, and just out of the blue, something like this, just when you think that, you know, the pharmaceutical industry is going to drug us and kill us and send us off to, to Baghdad in a box. But, um, and then, and then this pops up. So Mm. yeah, incredible. But, um, but anyway, let's, let's, let's see, let's see what happens and get, get a few verified sources before we get too excited. Yeah. Yeah. Ethan, um, Mate, give us uh, give us your impression of that article and, and what it means for for Australians. Yeah, it's great news, General. This is the first I've heard about it. I'm obviously always a step behind. At the end of the month, I sort of just go into a time chamber doing membership work. <laughs> but that's fantastic news to come out to because, like, the problem is like uh, with obviously they did good work in a sense of 
tackling the opioid epidemic, which they created in the first place, Correct. you know, but then the right things did happen where, you know, it did come off the shelves. But then quickly after that, we soon saw that that wasn't um, effective. I've seen reports saying, you know, like the problem is so many people that were genuinely in pain or had chronic conditions now because it was so hard you couldn't get codeine based products over the counter anymore and they were dependent on these things they'd have them taken them for years doctors yes just take this opiates and codeine based products and now you can't get them over the counter and in a lot of locations especially in southeast queensland you get treated like a criminal if you're trying to go in and get painkillers because of you know people are trying to make heroin or we can't sell this anymore there's too much heat on us and the problem is is like pain australia and all these groups were saying that so many people that are in legitimate pain and had chronic conditions were just living lives of agony since this come in because they go to pharmacies they go to doctors and just get told we can't prescribe you painkillers anymore it's you know so it's gone from available everywhere um to almost available nowhere Mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of people. And so this is fantastic news because, you know, th- as it says, it, it will help with a, a lot of pain, you know, not to the significant effects that of products that we should have. But CBD oil is, you know, that's fantastic news that it's going to be available, especially for these people that really do need it and, you know, can't just go in and buy Panadol and all this stuff anymore and, and really need these things for their conditions. I think that that's fantastic and a good step in the right direction you know we're so far behind the rest of the world general, oh, man. compared Absolutely. to america and stuff like it's you know people need to understand like if the the cannabis industry has expanded so much beyond you know just these concepts of smoking and what you think of smoking you know people over in the united states have creams they have mouth sprays they have you know just little things that you can just put in your coffee and stuff where there's no smoking involved but you know they're getting the full rich health effects of these you know of the cannabis plants and of the things that they're growing and we're so far behind and we're supposed to be a first world country so this is such a good step in the right direction because a lot of people need it general yeah absolutely and i um i do tend to agree with with andy i think um we'll just well i already said to the Play wife I said, the yeah we'll, we'll just have to grab i'll definitely grab some products um and have a look at them Oh, yeah, probably, I'm gonna have a look. Yeah, they'll probably be behind the counter. I would say when you go down, the chemist just asks to see, have a read about it and stuff, um, and see what we can see. But yeah, from from what I can tell, I mean, because we know now for what is it, maybe 18 months that, that they've had the secret, you know, medicinal marijuana um, farms up here in Queensland and stuff, where they're growing this product for this particular reason before the products that they want to sell. Um, so I, I dare say that this is the result of that. You know, we're now seeing these plants being grown for this particular purpose. And, uh, yeah, this is one of the products that is now going to be available. I don't know how much it is. I don't know what the cost involved is, but I will definitely get a look at it. And I'm actually keen to actually get one and, uh, and have a look because, um, yeah, the, the missus always ends up having sort of shoulder pains and, headaches that she can't seem to shake and you know the old paracetamol ibuprofen never seems to fucking do the trick anymore so exactly this, yeah this could be something um, a bit more natural that isn't as uh you know 
synthetic, I guess, is even your average paracetamol, because that is a synthetic drug, even though it's, I guess, one of the most basic ones that everyone knows about, like aspirin, excuse me, like aspirin. Um, but I think it might be worth, uh, might be worth a try, you know what I mean? Um, definitely want to see, like you said, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll make sure it's definitely not a synthetic, um, you know, you know, what would you call it? Lab, not lab grown, but yeah, something that's not pure, you know what I mean? And not, doesn't have additives and all that sort of shit. If it's just a straight up CBD oil, you know, um, harvested in the, in the right way, then yeah, fuck all for it, man. Let's, let's get into it, Australia. Um, yeah. Because if we and show it also, that... sorry, go. Sorry. Sorry. I was going to say it also might depend on like the strength as well, you know, it might be because you can get CBD um, like products from Byron and stuff, which they haven't got in trouble for, but it's like really weak stuff, you know what I mean? So mm. it might be something like that. So we'll definitely have to give it a go for sure. Mm. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, I was actually just going to say too, uh, as you know, boys, um, the old man, I I'm not sure if I shared this with all the listeners, but my old man has been, he battled cancer for, geez, over 10 years now. He had prostate cancer and then it went away and then it came back and it went away and it came back and it was attacking different parts of him and then i think it was uh june july last year he was um, told he had a mass um in an inoperable area sort of behind his bladder between his sort of bladder and his spine and um they gave him six months to live and um, you know, I reached out to some, some good friends who were able to help me out and they've been providing me with some good oils and, um, yeah, he's, he's been taken, he's been on it for, well, he's lasted over six months now. He had his birthday the other day, so he got to see another birthday, which I, I promised him he would do if he, if he trusted me and, uh, and the protocols I wanted to put him on, because I can tell you now, boys, all they wanted to do was pump him full of a shitload of pharmaceuticals with so many different side effects. Like he, he literally just finished chemo and then that's when they gave him the bad news and said no it didn't work <laughs> so they, you know three or four months of chemo you know and everyone knows what people are like on the chemo they lose all their hair they lose all this weight it's literally literally killing them um and it didn't work it didn't get rid of it didn't do any changes at all then they wanted to put him on hormone therapy then they wanted to give him these other pills that can cause heart attacks and strokes and he's like i'm like dad man let okay i'm gonna watch this documentary you know you watch the old rick simpson phoenix tears documentary and we gave him a bit of peace of mind I said mate i've got i can get this stuff for you i said we're gonna give it a crack and he's been on it for like i said six months now well longer right now six months because he started it in august and his psa went right down which is like the t blood test they do to see what your cancer count basically is like um it's gone it went lower than half of what it was which is awesome it's still going down uh, he's looking good. He's got hair growing back. He's, it, you know, all he, it's, he's found out that his um, kidney function is above optimal. Like he's, he was having kidney problems earlier. Now his his kidneys are like roaring, ready to go. Like this stuff helps rejuvenate vital organs. And oh man, it's so good to see my old man. He's actually like he's happy now. Like he's not sick. He's eating well. And you know, like he's lost still lost a lot of weight. But I kept saying to him, I said, don't worry about losing weight. Like. Ever since I've known my old man, he's been skinny. He's always been a skinny bloke, you know? And then when he retired and finished his finished working for a living, he, he put on the beer gut, put on a big gut, you know? He got fat. And um, I said to him, I said, mate, you're just returning to your optimal weight. So this is what this oil is going to do, mate. It's going to get you back to your prime weight. 
and it has, and he's uh, it's really good. It's just good to see him happy, and um, I'm just glad he put his his trust in me and and the people I know, and uh, we got him over the line, I think, and he's just waiting now. I said, mate, you just got to get that all clear. You need that 100% all clear. We got to get you an MRI or a CT scan or something, and you know, and we'll get that sorted out for you, you know. And the doctors are still fucking dicking him around. Oh, here's the other thing too, boys. How's this right? So uh, every time he went for his, you know, checkups with the oncologist, I said, just, just, just tell him you're taking their drugs, dad. You know, I said, just, just tell him, you know, here, I'm taking your drugs. I feel good. And just, just so they think it's working, right? And don't take them. Just put them in a big pile on your kitchen table and just leave them there, you know? I said, and when you're all better, I said, we'll go in and we'll just dump them all on their desk and say, didn't take them, didn't, you know, or he actually did take a couple of them. It made him feel sick. But anyway, uh, I said, you know, and we'll just say we did it my son healed me in another way, you know, and uh, that's what he's been wanting to do for ages now. So he's waiting for that all clear so he can go and dump them on their doctor's desk and say, F you, your shit didn't work. But uh, because he'd taken a couple of this particular drug that they put him on, and he, again, he felt so sick taking it, um, and he stopped, right? And I, I said, Dad, what'd you do? I told you to take that shit. Anyway, he went to the doctor and the doctor's like, oh yeah, how's that how's that going for you? And then my dad kind of let it slip and said, well, you know, I'm actually taking, I'm actually taking cannabis oil. And then as I told him, I to tell the doctor, whatever you don't tell the fucking doctors. And he did. And I was a bit disappointed, but anyway, he couldn't help himself because he was so pleased with how his progress was going. He was so excited. He let it slip. And anyway, the doctor's like, oh, oh, well, it's, I don't think that's helping. You know, it, that's not what's helping you. you. You're obviously taking this medication and it's probably still in your system. That's what the doctors said. They reckon that the medication he stopped taking like three months earlier was still in his system and that the cannabis wasn't helping. That this is what's coming out of the doctor. I couldn't believe it, man. Oh. And I said, yeah. So I said, let me get this straight, Dad. The doctor's saying that this stuff's still in your system. I said, how many of that tablet do they recommend you to take every day? And it was, you know, what three tablets once a day. Like, one, sorry, one tablet three times a day with every meal, basically. I said, so they're saying... You've got to take three of these a day, and yet you haven't taken them for three months, and this doctor reckons it's still in your system, even though you got to... T- I said, if it was still in your system, you'd only need one tablet. You know, like, why do you have to have, like, 24 or 36 of them, or whatever it is? I said, clearly, they don't know what they're fucking talking about. You know what I mean? These doctors are just peddlers for the pharmaceutical industry, man. And it's it's just so good to throw it back in their face. And that's the other thing. <laughs> One of the other specialists was like... When, when she found out he was on it, she's like, okay, um, she wanted to start a study. They wanted to put him in a study and actually study his progress on the cannabis oil. And they're like, don't tell us where you're getting it. Don't tell us any more information. We just want to track your progress. And he's like, yeah, right. Oh, no worries. And <laughs> so they were actually keen on it. But then this overruling head of the department sort of kiboshed it and said, no, 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 you're not allowed to do that. Stop the study. Don't take this anymore. Make sure you take our drugs. Yeah, so he's just like, nah, fuck off. <laughs> so anyway, that's my little uh, contribution to that kind of a story anyway. <laughs> the perfect, the perfect example though, General. You Mate, know, it the is. Help, the help that these types of products can do mm. and the the power that it gives you back over the doctor, you know, because if you didn't have that product, what are you left on? What are your options? Three pills a day listening to this doctor, mm-hmm. you know? That's, that's not... <laughs> As we've you've just explained, there's so many holes in that story, and they know that it doesn't work. They know it's that it's a load of BS. 
and yeah, I'm, I'm really glad to hear, you know, he's doing well. He had his birthday the other day, mate. It's, it's mm. fantastic. You know, these yeah. are the stories that are really uplifting and hopefully, you know, with the, we can get to a point where we're like America and we can really help some of our people in this country, you know, not yeah. just with physical ailments, but with mental ailments and trauma. You know, we talk about birth trauma. It can help with that type of stuff. You know, there's so many benefits. And I think that that's just such a, a perfect testament, your story, mate. And, yeah. and I'm so glad your dad's doing well. And, you know, I can't wait to, to see the photo of all the boxes at the end when you're about to take him in to go stick it to him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. I said, I, I said, Dad, take me with you. <laughs> it's like, yeah. so I want to come with you just so I can see the look on their face when you walk out of there. <laughs> yeah. Got the all clear. Fuck off industry. Like, yeah. You know, they're only doing it because... Yeah, these oncologists, obviously there's pharmaceutical companies that produce these drugs that they tell their patients to take and, you know, the doctors only prescribe them because of all the kickbacks and, you know, they, they, I've got clients of my own who are doctors. Yeah, you know, obviously I'm a gardener as well. Um, and some of my clients are doctors and, you know, I've had a chat to them before and like, like, oh, we all went on holidays and like, no, nah, well, yeah, sort of, it was a work junket. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, a work junket. You know what that means? That means the pharma <laughs> industry has shouted him a trip to Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, here, come and, come and look at it. Come and attend our seminar on this particular drug. And then you can prescribe it for all your patients, basically. That's what it is. That's how the system works in, in the medical industry. It's just, you know, go along with whatever pharma company is giving you all the perks, you know. And mm. uh, you get the kickbacks for prescribing all those drugs. You know, that's just, that's just what they want. They don't really care about these patients that they're supposedly... Yeah, and we call we say treating because they're not curing them; they're just treating them. It's just all about treatment and keeping that industry going, keeping customers. You know, they want to, they want more and more customers. Mm, absolutely, mate. It's a big cartel. You know, they're looking to expand now with sort of biotech. You know, this pharmacological expansion, but it's already a monster as it is. Mm. It's it's and and you're not joking. They literally fly them out to like countries and yeah, resorts man. and massive conferences it tens and hundreds of millions of dollars a year of has pumped into this you know it's mm-hmm. <laughs> and and people still you know don't see the conflict of interest they don't see that these are the same people telling you to wear double masks around your face and, <laughs> and all this type of nonsense like <laughs> oh it's, it's painful yeah. it's so painful man when you know what's really going on and eh? you see it you can see through the bullshit. Oh, like seriously, yeah. like when I first saw that, yeah, you mentioned the double mask thing, but it's like they even show you know double mask, seventy five percent effective, triple mask, ninety five percent effective. I'm like, come on, like where are they even getting these numbers from? Who's the dimwit going through the testing when obviously there is no testing taking place? It's all just bullshit. Yeah, what are they doing? Like, are they actually, have they got a subject in a room with one mask on and then they unleash the coronavirus? Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. Uh, 25% accurate. Yeah. Who's putting put their hand up for that on? test? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? And, and this virus that they don't, they can't even isolate, they're supposedly able to test on its effectiveness on these masks. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it sounds like a bad. Uh, Mythbusters episode, mate. They're, they're, oh. <laughs> they're trying to sell to us. So they're just sitting in a chair, you know, testing that three masks was more pre- preventative <laughs> than two masks by twenty percent. And oh no, we saw it, mate. Bring the corona back in. The test's over now. You know, like they've let a lion out in a coliseum. <laughs> it's um, yeah, and that's why I, 
you can it, it's 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 definitely painful you know but you can see the comedic value in it as well yeah you, you honestly you've, you've got, got to yeah you have to you got to laugh at it because what else <laughs> or can you, you go do? mad yeah mm. or you'll go mad if you don't see the comedic side of it you'll yeah. you'll see you know you'll seriously drive yourself mad because it's it's just we live in a bizarro world and like we, it's almost like we say it every episode, mate. <laughs> yeah, man. And funny you should mention that whole the, the isolation thing because, I mean, we did talk about it with Claire in the bonus episode and um, she's like, she's like, oh, I personally haven't seen any of the data or any of the proof that they've isolated this thing. She's under the impression, she goes, oh, they must have, they must have isolated it by now. She's like, because they've genome sequenced it. Like, how else would they be doing this? I'm like, I'm like she's like, but I won't commit to it unless I see the science. So, so she's sort of just reserving her opinion because obviously she's a scientist and she's in that system. So she's kind of going along with that in a regard, in that kind of regard, I guess. But um, I mean, we've seen, I, I saw um, in Ireland, uh, there's a group over there, like an activist type group who um, did a freedom of information request uh, on their government asking for them to prove you know, where's the proof that you've isolated this, you know, COVID, uh, SARS-CoV-2, um, you know, we'd like evidence that you're using this isolation and blah, blah, blah. Like they, they asked for all the information they got and then the government finally replied after basically filing a lawsuit to get an answer and said, we cannot, and the, basically the gist of the letter was, you know, we, we um, cannot offer any of that proof because it doesn't exist. You know, they literally came out and owned up to the fact that they do not have any evidence that SARS-CoV-2 exists. They have no evidence to support that that claim. Um, and imagine, I, imagine me and the bloke having to gather that freedom of information request, and then he's just like, hang on a minute, there is nothing. Yeah. I wonder how he's doing. What a wake-up call for that person. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, but there was... Andy, there was... Um, I think, was it yourself or Claire that shared? There was another... <sighs> There was another country that did the same thing. I'm just trying to scroll through a group to find it, but um, I'm sure there was another group that did the same thing, and it was for a different country, saying, you know, um, we we've also petitioned the government to, uh, you know, for, for the information regarding the legitimacy and and the proof of it. And again, that there was the same answer. You know, um, that that evidence doesn't exist. You know what I mean? And this is just seems to be. Oh, yeah, I saw something. Like that. Yeah, I think it was something like that in the yeah, US. Too. Yeah, was it the um, US or it might have been a particular state, maybe, or in the. I'm not sure where it was, but I can't seem to find it right now. But you know, we talked about it yeah. the other day, so I, I just thought I'd yeah mention that too. So that's two that I know of for absolute certainty that had gone through that particular measure. You know, I mean, I'd love for someone to to petition the, the Queensland government or the Australian government at the least and say, you know, provide your evidence. You know, for for the isolation of SARS-CoV-2 and all the measures you've taken based on that isolation. You know what I mean? Because they, we know for a fact that they cannot produce it. Uh, it's all even 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 if it, even if they do produce it in some sort of lab environment and everything like that, it's still bullshit and it's still extreme overreach anyway. Yeah. So. Well, like what what Claire I'm was saying. I don't give a fuck what they say. Yeah, anyway. same to be honest. I'm the same yeah. as well. But I mean, it's very like what Claire said in um, in that bonus show, mate. So again, people join up on the Patreon, and you can hear this for yourselves. But she was like, with regards to the PCR test, there was she said there was something like four. I'm going to get the terminology wrong here, so just bear with me. But 
there was four things they look for when they do this PCR test or they were supposed to be looking for with regards to the coronavirus and stuff and that apparently they reduced it from four to two. So they said, oh, you only need to find these these two markers now to say, oh, we've, uh, we, that you've got, that you're a positive for, you know, SARS-CoV-2 when it actually isn't. They're just, they're basically just saying, oh, you've, we found fragments of a coronavirus, not even necessarily the SARS-CoV-2 strain of it because obviously that doesn't exist, but that that's what they're doing now. They're, they've even, they've reduced it basically from trying to detect, de- detect these particular, um, you know, amounts of it, I guess. And they've reduced it from four to two because <laughs> they know they can't do it. And they were trying to get, I guess, trying to get, um, secure more positive tests perhaps with that result. If you sort of, you know, then you can just lump it into all coronaviruses in, in a sense, you know, even though I guess, they too probably haven't even been isolated, but that's what they're that's what they're doing. And she talked us through that. It was very it was I I do a very poor job at explaining it. You'd have to listen to that podcast to, to hear her explain it because she she puts it as little layman's terms for us. But um, yeah, so um, very interesting, very interesting to know that once again another country has uh, proven that they the government cannot provide any evidence of SARS CoV two existing at all. Yeah, well, we've been talking about this for fucking months now. <laughs> it's just good to just start to see this popping up in the months. news feeds and stuff. Yeah, 12 months. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Time flies when you're having fun, yeah. hey? <laughs> Real uh, News Australia was the first the first podcast in the world to call it out as a hoax. Yep, that's just, right. Just a little truth, just a little truth bomb there for the listeners. Heard, you heard it here first. <laughs> uh, well, I actually didn't have anything else to contribute to this particular show, boys. I've, I've had my rants, I've had my blow up, um, covered the things I wanted to bring up. But Andy, did you want anything? You wanted to table anything to discuss for this one, or anything you wanted to get off your chest, man? No, no, we're all good, brother. Yeah, awesome. yeah, I think we've covered everything that's sort of been current for the week. Yeah, cool. Do you want to jump on on Wednesday for the next show? They're doing. The, I'm doing another Patreon on Wednesday. Wednesday, uh, yeah, should be fine. Yeah, Seven. yeah, I'll double check with you overnight. Yeah, sweet. Uh, the state should be okay. Awesome, Ethan. Um, again, thanks for. I, I know you've, you're a very busy man, and you come in uh, as we were already recording the, the conversation. But I do appreciate, you, of course, dropping by, uh, giving us your thoughts on on things, and sharing your info. Um, once again, folks, please head over to tottnews.com. If you want to be a member there, support what Ethan's doing and uh, grab a whole ton of information from, from Ethan's website there. Of course, all the things we've talked about, I'll try and remember to put them in the show notes as well. Uh, Ethan, anything else you wanted to contribute to this particular one? Any uh, news or anything else at all you want to go for your chest, man? Uh, no, not particularly general. Um, I'm glad I could uh, squeeze in here. Sorry I was a bit late, um, but you know, always good to, to jump on and have a chat. I think we did, you know, we covered pretty much what I wanted to cover. I just wanted to really just talk about birth trauma and the medical hoax. So we jumped straight into that. So I don't really have anything else really to cover. You know, the the hoaxery still goes on and you can always just check out the latest at tottnews.com, realnewsaustralia.com, always producing content. So I think I'll just leave it there. And thank you to all the listeners, as always, for for tuning in and for supporting and for spreading the word. Um, It's really possible because of you. Yeah, awesome. Well said, man. Hey, um, yeah, let me know if you're keen to jump on um, with the other boys as well. Um, 
we'll talk about that ISP business if you if you're keen. It's of course open invitation, man. Uh, you don't have to, but if you really if you want to, man, by all means join the conversation and we'll hear what um, an actual person running an ISP has to say on the topic of those things you've uh, you've talked about as well and you might have some other key information you might want to do an addendum with but yeah just let me know man I'll jump on we'll be on at 7pm recording on, on Wednesday night man so feel free to oh. jump in um. good stuff alright folks we'll, uh, we'll leave you there for this one uh, that is the general knowledge podcast thanks again to of course tottnews.com Ethan Nash well done and of course head over to realnewsaustralia.com uh, and of course the podcast realnewsaustralia.podbean.com is there there are links there as well to head over to the Patreon one like I said earlier plenty of times uh, nine bonus episodes there now another one number ten being recorded this Wednesday you're missing out on it folks if you're not on board patreon.com forward slash realnewsaustralia right, thanks boys Peace.